I want to say thank you to Brother Martin for keeping the memory alive. <laughs> you ever get to a point where you're just like, well, I hope that, you know, eventually that, that'll just die away. Never. Uh, there's some things that never go away. Uh, uh, but I, I have to say this, it's not the only thing I've ever done in front of people. Uh, has anybody else done anything dumb in front of people? You ever had a problem where words came out that wasn't what you meant to say? But for some of us, it's not only words, it's actions. I was, there's too many to tell, but there was one time, it was one of the first times I ever preached in Colorado. Uh, when we moved out there, and they had a a, a banister, but it was it was solid, but it only stood about this tall, and this was you know probably a good forty pounds ago, <laughs> and uh, I you know, I mean I was feeling it, and I, you know it was just it was just right there, and uh, it, everything would have been fine if I would have remembered that I had just bought brand new dress shoes with leather bottoms. And boy, I was preaching in this thing and, and uh, it got on. And I just, I was just going to, I mean, it was a good two by four or, or, or one, two by six or something. And I just, thing is, I didn't stick it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I kid you not. I kid you. I'm not, if I'm lying, I'm dying. But I surfed. I surfed the entire length of this thing. I have no idea how I did not fall. I surfed all the way down this thing. And when I came off, my feet were above my head. And I landed. I don't know how. Thing is, is that when I, when I looked up, everybody, they were all out there. Of course, this is Colorado. It's not, I mean, everybody's seen everything down here. You know what I'm talking about? Not out there. I mean, uh, you know, various faces of unrest. We'll just say that, say it like that. And I, the whole thing is, is that I, 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 I was just preaching the whole time. I just thought, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die preaching, you know. And I just kept preaching. They could, I mean, they didn't, uh, I don't know how I didn't die then. Uh, but I just want to say I'm great, grateful to God for his mercy. <laughs> there was a time I was, um, I was in a big way down there and preaching. And, and man, I, can't, I, I, I was just mad at the devil. And I, can't, I, I just, you know, kicked the next thing I knew, I, there's no joke. I was picking myself off the floor. I have no idea. I landed face first. Anyway. And thus, my depression began. <laughs> I needed that. Amen. Where were you back then, brother? That's what I want to know. Amen. Oh, boy. So, and there's others, but we'll just go on here. I want to say that uh, I, ever since it's been a blessing uh, to move back, I just want you to know 
and I have to say it like this, and, and I understand what everybody's saying. Everybody said, well, we're coming home. and Yeah, I understand that, but wherever God calls you is home. And uh, God's called me here. And I'm not here, but in Rome. And uh, I, <laughs> I have changed my new life verse. My new life verse is out of Acts where it says, and the, what was it, the, the, uh, and the chief captain was afraid because he knew that he was a Roman. <laughs> so that's uh, my new life verse. Uh, but I do uh, tying in with the message before me, a great message. Thank you, Brother Coker. Uh, and it's good to meet you too. Um, but uh, I want to say thanks, first of all, for many of you men uh, that I've known for a long time. Though I've not been close, you have never felt made me feel far away. And I appreciate that. And uh, thank you. Thank you for all your support, even for the 20 years out in Colorado. Two weeks ago, they got a brand new pastor. The work continues on. And I rejoice in that. And, I, and that's part of your fruit. That's your fruit. And I thank you. And uh, tying in with the things from the preacher, I want to publicly thank my pastor, Brother Cofield. Uh, you know, Elijah had a hard way to go, didn't he? wasn't easy. But I look back and uh, there are times that I had to have that private time with God. But God placed people in my life too to help me. And I thank God for Brother Cofield who talked me off many, many a rooftop. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my father-in-law, uh, Brother Clay McNeese. I would call them. Sometimes they didn't even know that I was hurting. I just wanted to hear their voice. And I needed that. And I want to thank, it's an honor for me to have my own dad. Dad stand up and uh, give me a moment to honor my father. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And uh, I love my dad. I thank God for him. He just came down to visit, uh, spending a week down here. It just happened to be this week. And uh, but thank you, and uh, it's good to have my son with me. He's homeschooled, so he has to come with me. <laughs> and there will be a quiz, boy. Uh, amen. And uh, but I'm thankful, thankful for him too. Where would we be without good wives and good children? You realize both of those things can put us out. Thank God. And thank you, boy, for being a good boy. Amen. I don't get to say that much. I should say it more often than I do. Isaiah chapter 6. I'm not going to tell you anything that you all do not know about this passage of Scripture. But I do believe that there's a thought here that God in His omniscience is trying to weave together even with the message that we have heard previously. And I'm going to ask if you would to stand for the reading of the Word of God. The best way to make this a short service. I remember over at, uh, last month at your meeting, preacher, Brother McBride got up and said, 
that uh, you always want to be the one right before the service or right before the meal because nobody remembers what you said. <laughs> They're all ready to eat. Amen. But it would help us if you, you know, point a couple fans this way <laughs> and, uh, and give us a little encouragement. Amen. Verse number one. In the year that King Uzziah died. I want to preach this morning for a little bit. It's been a bad year. It's been a bad year. Lord God, help us today. We need you. Lord, I thank you, God, for these men. I thank you for the spirit that is among these men. I thank you for these battle-hardy men. God, I thank you, Lord, for the years, uh, the testimonies, the trials, the troubles, that these men have endured. And I thank you, Lord, for the blessed opportunity to stand even here, my old home church. God, to share your word with your choice servants. Lord, I pray you'd help us today. Thank you, Lord, for the message that was already given. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. I didn't say it earlier, but Brother Randy Bell, amen, appreciate you, and it's more family, praise God, and I love you, thank God for you. We're going to be, I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me quickly to Second Chronicles chapter 26, but as we look at this things, we will be back to visit again in Isaiah chapter 6, a little further down. Uh, but uh, I want to remind you here, it just says in verse number one, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Amen. But Uzziah was a good king. Uzziah had been a good man. Uzziah was used by God in a powerful way uh, through many different things. This man had ascended the throne at age 16 and he is the second longest reigning king other than Manasseh who had reigned for 55 years. And Uzziah had been a powerful man. Uzziah had been a godly man. But I'm gonna tell you, every person needs to see what God is doing in the midst of hard times. Trouble comes when we begin to self-look at ourselves. I was interested in the scripture that was given and can I tell you, really he wasn't asking God anything, was he? When Elijah had prayed, it said he asked for himself. He, didn't, he wasn't thinking about anybody else. He, was, he had turned his thoughts, his concerns, his desires, his love upon himself. But goodness flows from God. It does not flow from our circumstances. And as we get further in this thing, don't you know uh, that uh, there's gonna be more circumstances that are gonna come up in our lives, whether on the political realm, whether in the social realm, whether in the national and international realm, there's gonna be things that are gonna come our way, but we need to remember that, bless God, the goodness that we can have every day, it flows from God and not what we're going through. Somebody say amen. 
Look, if you would, at 2 Chronicles 26, because I, and as we look at this here, I just want to remind you once again of Isaiah, where he said in the year that King Uzziah died, but it was in that year that he saw the Lord high and lifted up. But if we look here in Isaiah chapter 26, I believe we're going to find some things uh, that might help us understand a little bit more. That'll take us even, a, it'll tie in some of the idea that was given to us even concerning the depression and things like this. But look if you would at verse number one. The Bible says, then all the people of Judah took Uzziah who was 16 years old and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. But it was that, keep your place here, it was that Uzziah in Isaiah 6, it was the year that he died. But can I remind you that man's struggles do not control God's abilities. Oh yes, it had been a bad year. It had been, by the way, hadn't it been a bad year? It's been a bad year for a couple of years now. Uh, ever since and I've, I've come to a, a few of these fellowships and one of the things, one of the topics that comes up is the difference that COVID has made in many different churches. It has made a, ch a change everywhere we go. It's been a bad year. It was a, a last year in September that, ever the, uh, that even Preacher Goolsby, Billy Goolsby, the great man of God that had been down there holding the banner high for over 30 years, uh, he passed away uh, a year ago last September. Let me tell you, it's been a hard year. And here we see in Isaiah 6 that it was a year that King Uzziah died. He had been a good king. Look again at verse number 4 of the Second Chronicles 26. The Bible says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. He had been a good king. He had had a heart for God. He had sought after God. He had patterned his life, his ministry as a king after a godly king, his own father that had gone before him. Look at verse number six. The Bible says that he went forth and warred against the Philistines. Praise God for someone that knew who the enemy was. Can I get an amen? And aren't you glad that he knew how to fight the enemies? By the way, let me remind you, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hey, our battle is still not with COVID. Our battle is still not with Biden. It never has been, but there's still a battle. Amen. You better know who the enemy is, friend. If you look again at verse six, it tells us here, he went forth, warred against the Philistines, listen, and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. I'm glad not only did he defeat the enemy, but he broke down the enemy's walls. Can I get an amen? Aren't we reminded of the promise 
that Jesus gave, how that even the gates of hell would not stand against the church of God. Hey, let me remind you, preacher, you're still the leader of the church. The church that God has placed you in, the church that God has made you an overseer. Hey, keep leading on. Praise God. Verse number seven, we see what other kind of a man he was. And God helped him. (laughs) Oh, friend, you ain't going to get God's help if you're not a good man. You ain't going to get, is everybody all right this morning? You ain't going to get God's help if you hadn't been doing right. You ain't going to get God's help if you do not honor him. You ain't going to get God's help if you hadn't been doing things according to the word of God. This man was a good man and God helped him. Verse number eight, and the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name was spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Even the enemies of Israel uh, would turn and give him gifts because they were fearful, but they were also respectful of this man, this good man, and this godly man. Verse number nine, moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. This man Not only was he a wall-tearing-down person, but bless God, he was a wall-building. Friend, we better learn how to tear down the things that need to be torn down. But don't you know, we've got people, we've got churches that have had their walls torn down. And those are the walls that need to be built again. Praise God. Verse number 10. And he built towers in the desert and dig many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains, husbandmen also, and vine dressers in the mountains, and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. By the way, that to me sounds like a man after God's own heart. Isn't that, isn't that what we found out about Jesus? I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Don't you know we've got a wonderful husbandman? And don't you know this is the vine? Not that we have built, it's a vine that God has built for his own glory. Oh, he had much cattle. He had much vineyards. Look again, if you would, at verse number 11. The Bible says, moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men. Praise God. That went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael, the scribe and Messiah, the ruler under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains, a whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600 and under their hand was an army 300,000 and 7,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Let me tell you and remind you this man was also a warring man. This man had many wonderful warriors. This man was looked at in reverence and respect even of his own men. This man had men that would lay down their lives for him if the need arose. Look at what else we have here in verse number 14. 
And Uzziah prepared for them through all the hosts, shields and spears and helmets and habergeons and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Oh, this man believed in armor. This man believed in defenses. This man believed in engines of war. This man was unlike many of the kings that had gone before him. Yes, this was a great king. And yes, this was a great man. But he had died. It's been a bad year. It's been a bad year. Matter of fact, I tell you another problem here as we look at this. I think there's another problem this man, here's the thing, I want you to get number two, this man, man's sins do not control God's abilities. Is everybody all right? Oh yes, the struggles that they had had, Oh, this, uh, they, had they had been visited by the dark angel of death. Oh, yes, no doubt sorrow and grief had entered into their lives. But I'm going to tell you, God was, not, God was not controlled. God was not affected by those things. But how about when our sin comes into play? Don't we feel even that our own sin might make it to a point where God cannot work? And I've got a question. Is there any of God, you, you men that are here, God's choice servants that can lift their hands and saying that I have been perfect, that I have not done dismay into the heart and the grace of God. Oh, God, help us. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not accusing anybody in anything, but if we boil it down, we're, we're we might be saved, but we're still sinners. Aren't you glad, though, that we're saved sinners? And aren't you glad that God in his mercy not only has chosen you, but bless God, can still use you in spite of what you are. Yes, Woo, praise God, friend. Praise God. Now, I want to show you this here. I believe we're in chapter 8 here, uh, chapter 28, uh, 2 Chronicles. Uh, maybe I'm in the wrong, no, I'm in the wrong spot here. Look at, I'm sorry. Look if you would at verse number 16. Yes, verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart, we're in chapter 26, I'm sorry. Chapter 26, verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Somewhere along the line, this man had become proud. Not only had he become proud, but let me explain what that means. Somewhere along the line, he had, lift his, uh, he had lifted up his own heart. Somewhere along the line, uh, he thought a little bit more highly of himself than he ought to have thought. This man, when he was confronted, he became angry when he was confronted. Is there a greater sign of pride than someone that once they're confronted with wrongdoing that they will not admit. God help us. Not only had he become proud, but he had presumed to take the priesthood. Look at what it says there, verse 
Verse 16, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he had transgressed against the Lord as God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men and they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, it appertaineth not unto thee Uzziah to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him and behold, he was leprous in his forehead and they thrust him out from thence. Uh, yea, himself hasted to go, uh, also to go out because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Let me tell you, this man, he had presumed way too much in his own heart. He had presumed upon God. He had transgressed the Lord and he burned incense in a place that was not his. This was akin to blasphemy. How is it that someone that loved God and served God and was so good could have come down to this place? By the way, let me just quickly say this. He must have been a good king because good men took a stand against him. Somebody had to allow them to serve God. Somebody had to have encouraged them to serve God. Somebody had to have enabled them. Oh, we could go back. He just read some of this about Ahab and Jezebel. Hey, there were no good men. These all were prophets of Baal that Elijah had to stand against. Thank God this was a good man because good men were able to stand. How about this one? Not only do we see that man's struggles don't control God's abilities. Man's sins don't control God's abilities. Let me give you number three. Man's separations do not control God's abilities. Do you see that there? We just read that, didn't we? Verse number 21. Probably the most clear picture of true quarantine in all the scriptures is given there in verse 21. He was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house, being a leper. And I know, <laughs> believe me, I'm, I've only been here for four months. Uh, it's somehow been in the ministry well over 30, and I've been pastoring for well over 20, and yet now here I am, and I'm still the new guy on the block. Amen? So I'm just going to call myself, you see, Brother Martin gave you false information. Ain't no bishop of Rome. Just a little preacher boy that's stuck in Rome uh, is the way it is right now. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, man, separations do not control God's abilities in the four months I've been there, let me tell you something I figured out. There's still people that hadn't been back to church. There's still people that are staying away from church. 
There's still people that don't mind going out to get something to eat. There's still people that don't mind going to Walmart. But bless God, they ain't coming to church. Mm. I don't remember where it was. It might have been in this meeting. I don't know. Somebody said, friend, if, you're, if the only thing you're quarantining from is church, you've got a problem. Amen. Amen. But I'll tell you this, this man, he had been smitten with leprosy. Ah, the greatest picture of sin all throughout scripture. Smitten, smitten to the point where he was separated from being able to mix with God's people and come into a place of worship. Oh yes, friend, he had been quarantined. Let's look again here. Let me say it like this. Man's shortcomings do not control God's abilities. Let's go back if we can now to Isaiah chapter 6. I'm going to try and hurry here. Just caught a whiff of some fried chicken. Hallelujah. Isaiah 6. If you're there, say amen. I love this now. All of these things had happened. Whoo! I'm not even going to read it. We're going to skip down. We're going to skip over some of that stuff. Let's go, let's go to verse 5. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. From mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Can I tell you this? Let me tell you something that you will not find in this passage. You will not find God correct him about that. You will not find God encourage him. Well, you're not that bad. You ain't going to find it. Matter of fact, he went ahead and testified. He said, woe is me. Oh, Brother Spence. Woe is me. For I'm undone. Finally, God was saying, Wouldn't it be good if we all ended up there? What was, oh yeah, you know, you've heard it preached these first five chapters Isaiah has been going to town. Woe unto you and woe unto you. Woe unto you. Come to chapter six and he sees God. He says, woe is me. Woe is me. Never does God try and correct him or help him. Hey, friend, you better look. You need to understand, though, that maybe Isaiah was blaming himself. Chapter 6 and verse number 5. God never corrected him because Isaiah was undone. Because Isaiah was a man of unclean lips. Somebody say amen. He was a man that dwelt with a people of unclean lips. The good news is this did not hinder the work that God could do in the horrible year. Now, can we just look at this real quick? So in this real bad year, Brother Pinion, this is a bad year. You see what God did do? Once you, if you can't, you ain't got to. You can write some of these things down. Number one, you ready? God showed up. 
See that there in verse number one? Somebody help me now. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. Whoa! (laughs) In all of those problems, in the midst of all of those issues, God still showed up. Not only that, number two, his train. He, 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 saw, he saw the Lord, also the Lord sitting upon a throne, hand lifted up, listen, and his train filled. Amen. Not only did God show up, but God flowed out. Oh, come on now. Don't you like it when you can start feeling? You know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you've been in them meetings, friend, and all you can say is, is that the tide picked us up and carried us to another land. Hey, how much I long to feel God begin to flow. I love it when it comes to the ankles. I love it when it comes to the knees. I love it when it comes to the hips. But friend, before too long, it's such a mighty river, it'll bear you up and carry you into another place. Look at verse number three. God showed off. Look at verse three. One cried. Well, verse two. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord a host. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Oh, yes, friend. That's when God shows off. <laughs> God, I don't know if anybody here had ever met him. I'm not even related to him, but I had a pawpaw uh, up in Lenore, North Carolina. I heard that old man preach in in uh, uh, Buffalo, Wyoming. And man, while he was preaching, I, I, my heart got connected to that old man. He was out there on a preaching meeting, uh, Brother Martin, and man, going to town, praise God. And Boy, I, I walked up to him afterwards. His name was Charles Kiever. I said, oh, preacher, I said, I just want you to know you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and you are, you are now my new pawpaw. <laughs> and he's gone on, died, and uh, gone on to be with the Lord. His name was Charles Elijah. Huh, I just thought about that. His name was Charles Elijah Keever. And I'd call him up, and I, there's times I'd ask him. I'd ask him, Brother Clay. I'd say, preacher, how'd it go? He said, well, son, let me just tell you. God didn't just show up. He showed off. You know what I'm talking about? You know when God shows off. You you cannot deny that the presence of God was so real. Look at verse 6. I love it. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. By the way, them them seraphims ain't going to do nothing they ain't been told to do. Amen. Verse 7, he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Woo! God, God touched on. You ever had that touch of God on you? Come on now, friend. How many of you been wore out? Uh, by the way, can I go ahead and testify? You talking about depression the other night. Somebody, I mean, within the last week, somebody had called me up and they said, well, how'd it go? I said, brother, I'm just going to tell you, 
It felt like I was beating my head against the wall last night. <laughs> that's just the gospel truth. That's how I felt. But how many of you, I know there was one time you, some of you men identified, walked out of my office hadn't, on a Wednesday, hadn't hard, hardly had any time to study. You know what I'm talking about? Not as, not, not as much as I wanted to. And man, I, the whole time I'm walking downstairs and walking down the aisle, I'm saying, God, I don't know what God, this, what's going on tonight? God, 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 God. And I kid you not, something happened. I hit the, hit the first step. It hit me like a lightning bolt. I knew that God's presence was there. I knew that God was there to do But Friend, once God touches you, by the way, don't, isn't that what we need in our churches? That's what happened to old Elijah, the man of God. God touched him. God touched him. He touched him. It's time now, boy. It's time. Look at what else. Verse 8. <laughs> And I heard also the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Ready? God called out. Even in the middle of a bad year, God's still calling people. Come on now. Hey, he hadn't stopped yet. God's still calling young men into the gospel ministry. God's still calling people from their sins. God's still calling. Look at what else. Verse number nine. Well, verse number eight, he says, uh, um, uh, Isaiah says, here am I, send me, verse nine. And he said, go. Not only did God call out, but God sent out. Verse number 10. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate and the Lord have removed men far away and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. I tell you this, God suffered long. <laughs> How long? You ever feel like that preacher? How long? God, will they ever hear? God, will they ever get it? God, will they ever respond? God, help. God says, don't know. He knows. But it doesn't matter to you. Because you're supposed to go there until there ain't nobody left to preach to And all that is is God being good. Last thing, look at verse 13. But yet in it shall be a tenth. <laughs> Woo! And it shall return and shall be eaten. It goes on there. Let me just say, God saved out. There's always a remnant. Quit acting. Ah, that was the problem. <laughs> Old Elijah. I'm the only one. There's always a remnant. And you ain't the only one. Amen. Let's have our musicians come, Brother Martin, you come. Uh, here's what I want you to get. Now, what we left out, that we left in June this year, so we didn't have our annual, uh, our annual camp meeting. Had our camp meeting for 20 years. Had, a, had, had one for 20 years out there. Every year we had camp meeting. And uh, I'll never forget that 2020, June came, we're like, man, we don't even know if we ought to have it. We don't know if they're going to try and shut us down. We don't know, we don't know, we don't know. And we're just like, well, let's just do it. So we went ahead and did it. 
had somebody saved. I also had a young man out of my church, 11 years old. This was at 10.30 at night. We were still going on. Colorado. That's a big deal out there. 10.30 at night. We're still going on. And uh, he said, Preach, I need to see you. I said, all right. He said, God just called me to be an evangelist. <laughs> and I kid you not, I'm not making it up. Connor's right here, he'll tell you. A little bit after that, another 10-year-old boy, Brother Martin, sitting on that side over there. We only had two sides. Sitting on this side over here. And he said, Preacher, I need to say something. And that boy began to testify like I had never heard. He got so full of God. Threw up Colorado. Colorado. Threw his hands up. And by himself. Hadn't seen it. We hadn't had any running all week. Took off on the lap by himself. <laughs> oh yeah. It's been a bad year, hadn't it? Did you see all the things? Friend, once God starts working, it's not a bad year. That sounds like a good year. Hey, God's still calling. God's still saving. God's still working. It's not a bad year. Keep your eyes on Christ. You'll see things you never dreamed of. It's not a bad year when God's still working. 